Breastfeeding is a gift from mother to infant. Welcome to SBH Bronx Health Talk, produced by SBH Health System and broadcast from the beautiful studios at St. Barnabas Hospital in the Bronx. I'm Faith Daniel. Breastfeeding has been proven to have significant health benefits to both mom and baby. For mom, it can decrease her future chances of diabetes, ovarian, and uterine cancer. For baby, it enhances brain development and provides immunities to diseases. Yet in some Bronx communities, particularly in Black and Hispanic communities, the rates of exclusive breastfeeding are lower than the average. With me today is Julie Krakow, Director of Midwifery at St. Barnabas Hospital, to discuss the importance of breastfeeding. Welcome, Julie. Welcome. And happy Breastfeeding Awareness Month. That's correct. August is August. (laughs) I know SBH is on the journey to becoming a baby-friendly hospital, so could you talk to us about what that means and the importance of it? Sure. Baby-friendly is a designation. It's given out by Baby Friendly USA, and it supports the fact that we've accomplished the 10 steps to successful breastfeeding and instituted the International Code of Marketing of Breast Milk Substitutes. So it's a long process. St. Barnabas has been on this process for four years. There's four phases. We are in the final phase, the designation phase. So that means that we've done our policy changes, we've instituted our staff training, the patient training, and we have instituted changes in the labor room, in the postpartum, in the clinic to support breastfeeding and keeping moms and babies together. What kind of changes have we implemented so well, far? The biggest one and one of the first ones that we, we initiated was skin to skin. So traditionally babies were born, they were given to moms, quickly put into a warmer. But Baby Friendly, uh, which is the latest research, has proven that putting babies skin to skin has benefits both for mom and baby. So for baby, it calms the baby, it decreases their stress hormones, it warms the baby, it, it um, controls their blood sugar, their blood pressure, their respirations. So mom has a smell, it's the same smell from inside, the baby feels comforted, it hears mom's heartbeat, and the baby relaxes. For mom, it controls her breathing, it controls her breathing and her and her vital signs, but also it controls the amount of blood that she loses because oxytocin is released. Oxytocin is the love hormone. She has this little baby. She's loving her little baby. Her body is releasing oxytocin, and she is causing her uterus to contract and control bleeding as well as bonding well with her baby. So it seems like even the initiation process, like the skin to skin is already such a positive, having a positive impact health wise. So could you talk a little bit more about um, the positive impacts that breastfeeding has on both mom and baby? Well, every organization, the American Academy of Pediatrics, ACOG, any organization you can think of will tell you that breast is best. And the truth is our mothers know that when interviewed moms Uh, will, for the most part, 80% of the time say they intend to breastfeed. But when we started this process four years ago, only 6% of our patients were breastfeeding on discharge. I mean exclusively breastfeeding. Now we're up to 20%. 
And that's a huge accomplishment. St. Barnabas is not about exclusively breastfeeding, neither is baby friendly about exclusive breastfeeding rates. And what does exclusive breastfeeding mean for our audience? So exclusive breastfeeding means that there are no formula substitutes. So babies are not getting anything other than breast milk from the breast. We're encouraging moms to breastfeed for six months, introduce foods after six months, and continued for a year or two years afterwards. So would exclusive breastfeeding also include if a mom was pumping? Yes, there is a hierarchy for breastfeeding. The first is breast breast milk from the breast. Second would be pumped breast milk. Then third would be formula. Mm -hmm, So there is a hierarchy for that. but. Baby Friendly would like us not to feed by nipples, not to feed by bottles. We would like to do temporary measures such as cup feeding, spoon feeding, syringe feeding a baby until that baby is awake and alert enough to start breastfeeding at the breast. Mm -hmm. So we would prefer that it be breast milk from the breast, but we're also realistic. Moms go back to work They need to pump. Mm -hmm. They need to supply that milk to their babies. And I know you mentioned, which is like a jarring um, accomplishment, that we went from 6 to almost 20%. Could you speak a little bit about why um, people commonly were choosing not to exclusively breastfeed in this Um, community? That's a very complicated um, um, phenomenon. Maybe it's because they have to go back to work. They have jobs that don't support breastfeeding, um, so they have to go back very quickly. Our maternity leave in the United States is very short, so moms go back even when they have leave after three months, which is really not long enough to continue with your breastfeeding successfully. There are no role models because maybe mom didn't breastfeed or maybe your sister didn't breastfeed. There is a national statistic that shows that patients who are um, new to the country, immigrants, tend to breastfeed less. And I have a personal experience with that. My mom came here when she was 18. She had six children and she formula fed all six children. She formula fed us because... She was in the United States, and she was now affluent, where at home in her country, she would have had to breastfeed. So she chose to formula feed because the formula companies are, have such a powerful um, marketing in the United States that she thought formula was better than breast. Right, and I think a lot of people have that misconception about um, like breastfeeding, formula, and there's a lot of myths that come with it. I know my best friend, she just had a baby a year ago and she didn't breastfeed because she was worried about like her breast sagging. So could you talk a little bit more about the myths or concerns that people have and like dispelling them? Like this is not right, people. There are a lot of myths out there. Um, sagging breast is one. Um, pregnancy and changes that come along with pregnancy are what cause the sagging breast. It is not the actual breastfeeding that causes that. Um, Another big myth is that your breast is too small, you won't be able to produce enough milk. Um, That's not true. 
Breastfeeding is a supply and demand system. So as long as you have your baby sucking, your body will make milk. You move the milk, you'll produce more milk. Most moms stop breastfeeding because they feel they don't have enough milk. And if they formula feed and, and um, breastfeed, they, they probably will not have enough breast milk. It's a supply and demand system. So if you want to have enough milk for your baby, you have to continually put that baby to the breast. And that brings me back to why one of the other changes we've made is we keep moms and babies together for the entire hospital stay. So mom is able to look at her baby in the crib, no more nursery. She looks at her baby in the crib and she sees the baby making feeding cues. We used to feed by the clock every two hours, every three hours. Now research has shown us that babies are talking to us when they suck, when they stick their tongue out, when they... Um, yawn, when they have eye movements that go around the room, they're talking to us and they're saying they would like to eat. If you put a baby in a nursery, then mom doesn't get to see that and she misses an opportunity to feed. Right. Mm -hmm. So by keeping moms and babies together for their entire hospital stay, moms have, have more success at breastfeeding because they're producing more milk on discharge. Right. And for the moms that um, unfortunately can't breastfeed, um, for the moms that say are adopted their um, baby, what are their alternatives if they still want their baby to be breastfed? That's pretty hard right now. I think we need to make a lot of um, movement in that area. There are breast milk banks. So um, here at St. Barnabas, we do not offer donor milk, but many of the um, NICUs in, in the Bronx area do off, offer donor milk from preterm babies who, who have moms who can't or don't breastfeed. They, they can have donor milk from a milk bank. So there are some commercial um, milk banks um, where an adoptive mother could purchase milk. It's quite expensive. Is it covered by insurance? For the preemie babies, yes. Um, and for the preemie babies, it's very easy to get. New York is way ahead of many, many other states in, in this area. And so we can get preemie milk reimbursed by insurance. However, I have to tell you that as a success at St. Barnabas, since we started the Baby Friendly Initiative, the NICU has more breast milk stored in their refrigerator than ever before. So that That's means awesome. their NICU babies are going home with moms pumping and bringing back milk That's for amazing. feeds here at the hospital. Also, because I now work in the postpartum area, if we have an antepartum mother who's going to deliver before 37 weeks and she's admitted, I have a chance to sit and talk with her and tell her how her baby will go home faster as a premature baby if she, if she breastfeeds, how her baby will gain weight faster if she breastfeeds, how her baby is less likely to become inf with any infections in the NICU if she breastfeeds. And so we have a lot more premature mothers breastfeeding as a result of the education from the Baby Friendly Do you have initiative. any stories from moms that came in that were like, I am not breastfeeding, and then you talked to them and you did your magic touch and they changed their mind? They're going to they're think you set me up for this. 
um, you know we have monthly baby showers and I had a midwife helping me host the shower and she had breastfed her baby. Her baby's two years old and she's still breastfeeding her baby. And I asked her to speak at the baby shower about her breastfeeding experience. And there were these two women sitting side by side. One was the pregnant mother and the other was the godmother. And they were giving her such a hard time. One of the women said, this is, I'm having my seventh baby. I didn't breastfeed my other six. They were all smart. They were all healthy. They were all, you know, doing well in school. And, I, you know, they're not sick. And, and she kept trying to counteract everything that they said. But eventually we said, you know what? Breastfeeding is not for everyone. And baby friendly doesn't make everybody breastfeed. We only want moms to have an informed choice so we said that to her you know you don't have to breastfeed St. Barnabas is not going to make you breastfeed we just want to make sure that you know the importance of breastfeeding well sure enough she delivered two nights ago she's going home today oh my god and when I walked in the room I said to her I know you and she said to me yeah from the baby shower and I said, and you weren't going to breastfeed. And her baby was attached to her oh breast. Oh, gosh, it's amazing. And she said, I know, but I thought I'd give it a try. Oh, that's And she amazing. said, and you know what? I like it. Oh, that was And here so she is, a seventh baby, and she wow. went ahead and mm-hmm. breastfed. And we were just thrilled. I mm-hmm. asked her, I said, will you come back to the baby shower and give a testimonial? She said, yeah. So This is amazing. I'm sure you must feel so happy to know that, like, you know, the work that you do isn't in vain. It's not in vain, and it's one patient at a time. Because this community needs this education more than anyone The entire Bronx has recognized this. The Department of Health is supporting almost every hospital to become baby friendly. We are so progressive here in Mm -hmm. New York. And I think we're going to make a big difference. Mm -hmm. I I, I think so. St. Barnabas is not about exclusivity. We don't care what our exclusivity rate is. We just know that when interviewed, 80% of the mothers want to breastfeed. But on discharge, very few were di- exclusively breastfeeding. In six months, only 33% of that 80 are breastfeeding, and in a year, only 15%. Mm. So there's work to be done, and we'll do it one patient at a time if we have to. Mm-hmm. And is there anything, so I say there's a mom that's like on the fence, and you had one minute to explain everything and be like, I want to educate you on this and encourage you to sway. What would you say? I would say that breastfeeding is a choice. Uh, It is not natural. It is a learned behavior. You need support. We are here at the hospital to support you. We are offering you assistance when you are discharged. We are instituting techniques that allow you to be successful at breastfeeding, like skin to skin, like 24-hour rooming in, like um, no separation of moms and babies even for you know procedures other than circumcisions. So we're offering you the support. We're here for you. Um, if you like it, great. If you, if you do it for a month, great. If you do it for six months, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's all individual. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to breastfeed, we'll support you. We'll support you in safe ways to formula feed your baby. You know, and we recognize that formula companies are powerful. They have given hospitals 
formula for free for years. And formula is the number one marked up food product in the country. Mm. So even though they're giving it to the hospital for free, they're passing on that expense to moms. Your baby will be healthier. You will be happier. The community will be stronger. You'll be able to go to work more because your child is not sick as frequently. You have a less chance of having breast and ovarian cancer. Your child has a less chance of having obesity and high blood pressure and diabetes later on in their life. Mm -hmm. Um, Try it. The benefits are endless. (laughs) Try it. That's all we can say. Awesome. Right. Are there any um, helpful resources you would recommend a breastfeeding mother to check out if she wants to learn more or need some support? There is an abundance of information. In the clinic right now, we're giving a brand new handout that talks about feeding cues and no pacifier use. We're recognizing that you need more. We're we're recommending that you go to WIC because WIC um, doesn't just give formula. They are huge breastfeeding supporters. They have lactation consultants there for free. They can help you with any issues that you are having with breastfeeding. We have a breastfeeding cafe uh, from a local uh, community resource that we are now recommending to our patients on discharge. YouTube is filled. Watch the YouTube on breast crawl. Learn how it's a natural response for your baby to crawl up and start breastfeeding without any assistance. Um, The resources are endless. So are the formula advertisements. So be careful. Stop accepting those coupons. Moms who who breastfeed can save up to $3,000 a year on formula. WIC does not pay for all of your formula, even if you choose to formula feed. So you're still a savings if you go ahead and breastfeed. Nice. Yeah, there's so many benefits. It's endless. It's economic. It's social. It's health. It's physical. And I think once moms have the autonomy and the education to make those decisions, I have confidence that they will. And that's Mm -hmm. what baby friendly is all about. Right, right. So thank you so much, Julie, for joining us um, at SBH Bronx Health Talk. Again, for more information on breastfeeding or other services available at SBH Health System, visit sbhny.org. Thank you for joining us.